the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Look at that. Sean is not here today. William is filling in from used to do my Saturday night shows here. And he knows, even if Sean told him, I don't know. He, he didn't tell you, wow, you put on the song that makes me comfortable. That was one of my uh, specials when I used to do Saturday nights here at our, our local station. So it just puts you in a comfort level. Well, what's the name of the song? <laughs> you forgot the name of the song. The, the Sun. You don't have to say it slowly. Weezer, Island in the Sun. Once you say it a little bit, I get it. So it's Mark. I'm back with you again, filling in for Dennis. This is my 13th year of doing so. I think I was getting William a little nervous because I'm talking to Screener. I'm talking to Christian, who does a great job, too. And let's start the show. That's how I did, used to do my local shows. Yeah, I used to say I could call it in. That's almost a pun. Anyway, it's always special filling in for Dennis. And you can follow me on Facebook at Mark Eisler or write to me at markeisler at AOL.com, M-A-R-K-I-S-L-E-R at AOL.com. There's a lot I want to talk to you about today, and you can reach me at 1-8-Prager-776 to let me know your take. After hearing a lecture by Dennis explaining why he feels the way he does on an important life issue, in simple but easy and important terms, most people forget to do it that way, I thought I would do the same with my basic political philosophy. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, which made me a liberal by inheritance, for no other reason that and everyone else around me was also liberal by birthright. Yeah, it was just That's what you did. I don't think people questioned it. You just were a Democrat and certainly liberal. It was only when I grew into adulthood that I realized that liberalism and leftism doesn't make sense. As a kid, you want to have a perfect world where everybody loves everyone and there's peace everywhere. I guess... Uh, epitomized by John Lennon's Give Peace a Chance. Never a great song, but what does it keep repeating lines over and over again? Uh, that's the idealism as a kid you have. You just, if you're a good person, you just want everybody to get along and everything to be great. But when you grow up, you learn that there are genuinely evil people in the world and that government, as Ronald Reagan used to say, is not the answer, but the problem. It took a while to understand that after that inheritance growing up in New York, we never thought about it. We were never told otherwise. In fact, that often divides conservatives from liberals. The leftist idea of thinking people are born basically good allows you to blame society and everything, everyone else and everything else when things don't turn out the way you wanted them to. And you'd be more likely to want government to fix things. But I always think of single women voting bigger numbers for Democrats than uh, married women do because they want the government to take care of them. But this country was founded on the idea of limited government. After all, the founders had left tyrannical and oppressive governments and they wanted to create a country that was ruled by the people and not by some faraway ruling class. 
when I teach government, I try to get across that our two founding documents were the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Those documents were so important because they codified the belief in limited government and giving power to the people whenever possible, which leads us to where we are today. I think, I, what did someone write to me, Mark? How did, how did, how did the left take over? Uh, I don't want to forget to answer that one. Uh, how did this happen? It happened mostly because of the schools that got indoctrinated there, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So for the first time in history, the left has taken power in this country, even if illegally. You know, I've been saying this on the air now for months, so you know I believe Donald Trump won, and convincingly at that, at least in the Electoral College. But the left doesn't respect our founders, nor the Constitution they produced, no matter how many times they mouth the words. They say, oh, it's in the Constitution when it is in their interest. Otherwise, they want to overturn it or say it needs to evolve when that is in their interest. They will say and do anything to get power. We found that out, right? This battle we're in now is for the soul of our country. Or as Dennis says, we're in a civil war, even if not always violent. Actually, when he first said that, I thought it was, you know, it's not violent. What are you talking Oh, maybe these days it is. The battle is whether we will continue to have limited government or just become another socialist or communist country, all of which have failed throughout history, which is embodied in the coronavirus shutdown battles. Think about it. Does government have a right to take away our civil liberties in the name of our health? Do they have the right to close down businesses or mandate masks or vaccines for us to live our lives? These are questions you have to ask yourself. Do they have the right to change our election laws when the Constitution clearly states that the states determine their election law? Remember Pennsylvania? They totally, their Supreme Court, their states, whatever secretaries, they, uh, you forget who did it after a while. But the, only the states can change the election law. But it didn't matter. Do they get to use, this is the left, the Justice Department and FBI to close down legitimate debate and destroy their opponents? This was new. It's not only scary. I mean, it's not only new. I should emphasize the word scary. Having government institutions choose sides in our political debates and prosecute those on the other side and do nothing about the breaking of laws by their political allies, right? To add states to our union for political advantage, to pack the courts to get concurring opinions, to spy on their free speech opponents. Did you see what they've done that with Tucker Carlson? I don't think there's any doubt that they spy. I think they even admitted it. I forgot the reasons. You know, this is all crazy. I never believed this could happen. To divide our children as they are doing with, as a teacher, boy, do I know this one, as they are doing with critical race theory or the 1619 Project. To produce a woke culture where people lose their jobs when they exercise their free speech rights. Many foreigners coming to America from tyrannical countries can't believe what is happening here in America. They, do, they ran away from it. That's what they fled for in their native countries. You probably don't need many more examples. The left has taken over the reins of power, and they believe in as much government control as possible. And I didn't mention the abrogation of our borders to allow unlimited entry for friend and foe alike. The, vacci the vaccinated or the unvaccinated, can you imagine that? With COVID or without, who knows? And they don't seem to care. We are watching the destruction of America unless we fight back. So let me know if you agree or disagree at 1A Prager 776. Specifically, 
a resident in the White House has gone far left. I didn't think of that, but when I read it somewhere, I thought it was a great term. William, have you heard that used about them? Uh, only about me. I'm a resident here for tennis today. I was, God, he's, he was good on my Saturday night show that way, too. You never found that clip I wanted you to play. Huh? You don't, they don't have it anymore. How we, William used to introduce himself on the show. But in any case, um, some people have called him the resident of the White House, and I think that's more than apt. He has never had any real principles except getting power and influence. And doubtless, he is one of the most corrupt residents in our history. How did he and his family get rich on a government salary? How did his son and other family members use influence to get such lucrative deals? You've got to wonder. How do the well-connected, like the Clintons and Bidens, get away with such corruption? The founders never want the new kings and queens to rule over us in this new country. And that goes for the Bush family, too. This is not a partisan issue. With over 330 million people, you would think we don't need family dynasties like the Bushes or Clintons or Kennedys to rule over us. People were supposed to serve and then go home, not use the government to get power and influence and wealth. So let's start with our resident of the White House who, after six months, has been worse than even I had ever imagined he would be. He or whoever is filling out his notes, you notice that, has gone far left. Maybe it's the notes that are doing this. From mending the pipeline to open borders to unbelievable spending, leftism has taken over. At the rate they're going, America will be unrecognizable. And this says nothing about foreign policy. We have shown profound weakness. And tyrants always fill vacuum. You know that. Whether China, Russia, Iran, or North Korea, maybe all of them will fill this vacuum. Good luck to America until we can replace all of this in 2024 or sooner. Actually, you know my opinion. As I said, we never lost this election. There was huge fraud. And by the way, once you're assigned the fraud, is how this administration is fighting any audits, audits to see what really happened in the contested states. As I said, Trump won overwhelmingly and the American people lost. Hopefully the truth will come out at some point. But in the meantime, we must do everything we can to save our country. Let me know what you think at 1-8-Prager-776. Later on, you'll like this. We're going to talk, talk about saving our state when we talk about Larry Elder running for governor of California. He's going to be on with me probably in the last, last hour. Ah, the music again to calm me down. Let me know what you think. Mark Eisler. Filling in for Dennis Prager. How much equity do you have in your home? 50,000, 100,000, more? Cybercrime experts are alerting homeowners that the more equity you have, the greater the chance foreign and domestic criminals will come after you. Home title theft is one of the fastest growing crimes. In fact, Home Title Lock, America's leader in home title protection, is alerting homeowners they could already be a victim and not know it. Here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high-equity homes. Next, they pull your home's online title, forge your signature stating you sold your home, and take out loans using your equity. You're not covered by insurance, your bank, or common identity theft programs. Protect your most valuable asset, register your address now to see if you're already a victim, and receive a complete title history of your home. A $100 value free. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. 
Mark Eisler sitting in for Dennis Prager. And speaking of Prager, we need to support PragerU and all the good work of his terrific team. Go to PragerU.com or call 833-PRAGERU. And let me tell you something. The other part of my life is teaching. And I'll go some places and they may have heard of me, whatever, and they'll start talking. And you wouldn't believe the reach of PragerU. And I'm talking about, when I'm saying students, we're talking about people that are not necessarily liberal. It is making such a huge difference you can't imagine. And uh, we need those outlets. <laughs> There's no doubt because every, the left has got everything else. So you got to support PragerU. It is making a huge difference. And let's see. Uh, this is, uh, I think it's in New York, but I don't recognize the town, even though I'm from there. It must be upstate. What is that, Van Effen or something? Hi, uh, John. You're on with Mark. Hi, Mark. What's the name of your town? Mark. It's Van Etten. Oh, Van Etten. It's a small okay. upstate New York town. Um, and the issue I'd like to talk about is how everyone, uh, I hear it 100,000 times a day, get vaccinated, it's safe. And it's become a political issue here. They see, people up here seem to think that if you're not vaccinated, you're a Republican. And if you're vaccinated, you're a de- Democrat. And I will never get vaccinated myself. And it has nothing to do with my politics. Um, I have a friend, and I'm, I'll use his first name, Tom. And this guy is in, was in excellent uh, physical health. And he walked a minimum of 10 miles a day. He walked a couple of thousand miles on the Appalachian Trail last year. And a short time, a few days after he got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, um, he woke up paralyzed from the neck down. Hmm. And he was, he was in the hospital in Syracuse for three and a half months and diagnosed with Bell's palsy. And I'm not a doctor. I can't say that it was 100% um, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that did it, but it, it seems to me like it's more than just a coincidence. And he's going through hell. And um, I don't know that he'll ever walk again. Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard these stories. It's obviously somewhat discouraging. The other side says, well, it's such a small percentage. And, of course, labeling people politically, that's ridiculous. You know, you, you still have choice in this country. I, I don't argue that. By the way, you might appreciate this story. I was waiting forever for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to come out because that one shot, less side effect, you know, chance for side effects. And this went on for a while, waiting for it to come out here. So this was months ago, right? And then I heard from one of my doctors and also family members. I said, wait a second. They say Johnson Johnson prevents severe illness, but does it, does it, severe illness include lack of the loss of smell and taste? And they said, no. And I, uh, another doctor too, a friend of mine, Dr. Levin said, no, that's not part of it. Oh, so I could still lose sense of taste and, um, uh, what did I say? Taste and smell. With the John, and that's not that's it doesn't prevent. They said no. I said, oh, there goes Johnson and Johnson. So I'm with you with checking these things out, right? To, you, you, we don't know for sure. What's really scares me? We don't know what's going to happen in six months, a year, and aren't there? Not only, not only that, yeah. Mark, but you know, my point, I guess, in this call is that uh, I never hear anything about the side effects. Not a thing. And I called up the local paper. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Uh, the Owego Penny Saver, and they have a reader's right column, and you can call in. And three weeks in a row, I called in just to warn people 
that one of the side effects might be Bell's palsy. And I had heard mm-hmm. that there was like 37 other incidents. I think I did hear that's uh, a side effect. You know, and, and and it doesn't matter to me if you tell me, oh, it's only one in three million. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The one that gets it, them numbers don't mean anything to him. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, it, um, it it's it's a tough one because one of the things I news topics I want to discuss this later on in the show is we we can't believe these people anymore anywhere right they've been all over the That's place. The bottom line. Yeah, who knows what to do? I actually I with Dennis I think I'm going to take the ivermectin before I take a, a third uh, you know the booster shot because you do hear young people heart problems you didn't even mention that right? By the way I, I got to say this well, are you going to be insulted if I never heard of the Oswego uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, local Oswego newspaper. is a different place. No, I'm not insulting. No, I don't mean the city. I meant your newspaper. I'm politically 100%, <laughs> and I bought a place out of this state. I can't move out of here fast enough. Yeah, we have the same I problem here. Work. We have the same problem in California. So this is a I tough know. call. I lived, in, I lived in San Diego for five years. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. You've been running away. Well, I'm not. I am. I'm running away from insanity. Yeah, that makes sense. At our local synagogue, we had a great family leave for Texas, and he had been in the so. And I was talking about the left, so let's get back then. Thanks for your call. Uh, he said, "I saw this in the Soviet Union or Russia, whatever he said." And he's, he and his wife are such good people. He said, "I'm getting out of here. Maybe there's more hope in Texas." Uh, that's what the left has done, because uh, you can do everything you want. As I said, you can run, but you can't hide. It's 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 gone all over the country if we don't put a stop to this. Let's go to Jim. I think we have time. Jim in Chicago. You're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Hi, Jim. Hi. Great show, buddy. Thank you. Um, all I can say is I just tuned in. I was tuned a little late. And you said if, if you think that the America is being dismantled, we're in the process of that right now. And mm-hmm. all I can do is to tell the people like you and me, to just keep spreading the word because some people can't see it. And it's a very scary thing what's going on right now, in my opinion. Maybe I should go back to what I started to say quickly. I just looked at some emails this morning. One one of the ladies wrote and said, Mark, how did this all start? Now I can take a little more time. Bill Ayers had said, you know, Obama's, uh, I don't know, what I want to say, mentor in some ways, said many, many years ago that if we could take over the schools, we could kind of take over the society, and I'm paraphrasing. But they did. They took over the schools. If I had to point to one thing besides the media, of course, but they are a product of the schools also, I would say it's the school systems where they knew if they could take it over, they could produce the next generations learning uh, that America was evil, look look at critical race theory, the 1619 project. They know that if they could indoctrinate these students, they would take over the society. So that's where it started. That's why, PragerU, I could fit that in and maybe pulling your kids out of public school. And I'm a public school teacher, although I teach adults, and they don't know who I am. And it's a good thing I keep my job because they don't listen to our side. I've said that a lot. That's the only reason I keep it, although I'm pretty good at what I do. Uh, that's where we got train or at least allow future generations to learn how great America is, learn about our history and what made this country so special. They never learn that. So, Jim, you are right. We have to spread the word and we have to do it in every way possible to turn this country around. This is it. Well, there's no question, and I I couldn't agree more with you. The school system, I, I thought it was a great idea. 
get the kids out of the public school system, homeschool them, and charter, uh, private, whatever works, right? Take the country back. Absolutely. Thanks for your call. And uh, we're talking about, eh, this is the day. Uh, we've got a country to save, as Larry would say. We've got to take our country back. Let me know what you think. 1-8-Prager-776. Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Don't you get tired of commercials screaming at you to buy gold now with inflated promises on future values? In an unregulated industry, you need honest, real experts to give you solid advice to protect your wealth and top picks on the best coins and bullion. As environmental policy becomes a hot topic, one precious metal that's been significantly undervalued for years is potentially set to surge. Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion, has long recommended this precious metal. Up to 600,000 ounces of this rare metal will be needed by 2030 to produce green hydrogen. Nick is doubling down on this pick, and you should too. Call Nick at AmFed Coin and Bullion to find out more. I've been friends with Nick for years, and he's my go-to guy when it comes to coins and bullion. I trust him. That's a very big statement, by the way. Call Nick at 800-221-7694-800-221-7694, AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Mark Eisler, sitting in for Dennis Prager, and uh, always a pleasure to do so. We'll take your calls in a little bit. I just want to finish some thoughts. 1-8-Prager-776. On the national level, this is always <laughs> disconcerting. It doesn't help when we have Weasley Republicans who support massive amounts of increased spending. If you've been following the infrastructure bill, which I don't know how many Republicans signed on for that. That's outrageous. They don't get the idea about limited government. Oh, and they say, well, signing on because this will prevent the bigger bill yet to come. I mean, that's not what we sent you there for. And our children and grandchildren will have to pay for that. Or worse, turncoat Republicans like Liz Cheney. And Adam Kinzinger, you wonder if they do this for the publicity, right? Like Kinzinger is an unknown congressman, but now they join the Pelosi corrupted commission meant to destroy our movement, right? The commission on uh, one six or whatever it was. Do you believe there's still people who think that the officer was hit by a firing extinguisher? That's the old, if you tell a lie often enough, people start to believe it. It's, it's unbelievable. Or don't know that some police officers wave them in. Or FBI collaborators, Tucker's done a good job on this, may have urged the crowd on. Or that Trump supporter Ashley Babbitt was killed by an officer who still remains anonymous. Why, why is that true? Or that some of these protesters still sit in jail, 
even in solitary confinement. Can you imagine that? These are a bunch. I'm not condoning it in any way. They didn't come in with guns, blare, you know, and, 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 or bombs or anything like that. While the American people still can't see thousands of hours of videotape showing what really happened. That is what this commission should be investigating. But they won't, right? And McCarthy, well, I'm not in love with McCarthy, but he appointed uh, Jim Jordan. I forget the other guy's name. And, of course, Nancy Pelosi didn't want them on because she doesn't want the truth to come out. But you have Kinziger and uh, Liz Cheney. Oh, there's a, a piece of work. Liz Cheney. I mean, condemning Trump from the beginning. Uh, I have no use for these people. You know, they let their hatred get in the way of what's best for this country. It's clearly a show trial to damage President Trump. And those who really did destruction, like BLM and Antifa, will never be investigated. You know that. This is, I mean, this is what's so discouraging, to believe that this country has turned into where the left is taking power and prosecuting their enemies. We, we might as well be a banana republic. Or worse, it may not just be that. It, it could be a tyranny headed towards socialism or communism. That's why I say people coming from other countries think, well, I left this. What is taking place in America? This is what you get, by the way, when you voted against President Trump's tweets, for those people who did that. You didn't want Trump to win, so America lost. And we have Republicans, I didn't mention Mitt Romney, you probably heard me say this over the years, I was a delegate for him. Well, his wife waved at me, that really was exciting. She was a Nice-looking woman. I uh, sound uh, chauvinistic or whatever. No, I'm just saying that I was the delegate for him. And he went off the deep end because another one with no principles or no values. He just wants the title. He wants the job. He wants to go to the Hollywood parties. And Mitch McConnell, another another real loser, wants to be part of the Washington establishment who will sell us out at the drop of a hat to keep their privileges. I told a story, I think I was when I was on for Larry last or Dennis last, I don't remember who. Did you know that we had the chairmanships of all the Senate committees and the Senate went to a 50-50 tie? So theoretically, if he was a fighter like we want him to be, like the Democrats are, he didn't have to relinquish that. He relinquished that in a deal with uh, Schumer. And the deal was that they wouldn't end the filibuster that Manchin and Cinema of Arizona would never vote to end the filibuster. He made a deal with them. You you trust these people when the country's at stake? That's Mitch McConnell. That guy's got to go. And even McCarthy's got to go. I know a lot of people uh, out here in California especially like him. No, I want some fighters. I want some people to understand that the, the, this is the, for the soul of the country. So you have those guys too. So how do you see it? Is the American experiment over as the previous caller kind of alluded to and he's going to fight is the left here to stay you got to let me know what you think at 1-8 Prager 776 and when we come back I am going to uh, take some more of your calls I have never I'm both I, I want you on both sides I've never been so discouraged what's happened but I never give up on America how could you with all those people who died for us gave up their lives or, and, or, or just got injured or served for us I mean this was the special place on earth we, we can't let it go. So you can never give up. You can be discouraged, and then every day is a new day, and you keep on fighting. Let me know what you think. 1A Prager 776. I'm Mark Eisler, sitting in for Dennis Prager. 
Mark Eisler sitting in for Dennis Prager. Did you give me two cues? <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of I was doing a TV show many years ago. I had my own local show in Los Angeles, and uh, the person giving me the cues showed me two minutes. So I did two minutes, and I kind of wrapped it up. And then I wrapped it up, and he showed me another two minutes. I thought, oh, okay, I could be flexible. Uh, you know, this is all part of the inside stuff uh, to radio, which uh, it's always a lot of fun to do this stuff. Let's go to your calls, as I said I would. Let's go to Alex in Los Angeles. Alex, you're on with Mark. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, first, just to establish my who I am, um, I identify as liberal. Um, I am also a Zionist. I don't agree with the policies of the squad. And frankly, I think maybe a little bit less of the rhetoric is exactly what this country needs. But the reason I'm calling is because of the discussion about vaccines and just the inane nature of what personal responsibility seems to mean right now among the entire right. Because I understand 100% the argument that people can take personal responsibility for themselves. What I don't see is them actually doing that. And to me, at this point, it seems to me that not doing the research and reading up and actually investigating things for yourself is the antithesis of personal responsibility. And it goes along with just about every other platform that you have been standing for and which the Republican Party can't even seem to put on the paper because there is no party platform. Yeah, I don't particularly... So I'm a little curious, yeah. I'm a little curious um, to, to you where personal responsibility comes in in actual action as opposed to just words. Okay. First of all, I don't know people who ever read these party platforms. Uh, I've been an activist. But excuse me, there is, no, there is no Republican party platform. I know. There, is, a, there is officially every four years at the convention. No, there is not. They did, excuse me, there was not released a public party Okay, it doesn't matter. I, I, that wasn't my point. My point is no one ever looks okay. at it anyway, that it, it's meaningless. So you get it right from the representatives and the people who are in office, right, uh, who represent us. That's why I pick on my own, you know, the Romneys to Liz Cheney and so on. But in terms of the vaccines, I think I'm being very consistent. I think everybody has the right to make that decision for themselves. There are people who don't want to take other vaccines, right, but the schools have a right for an interest. I think this is where you're going to say, hey, every kid's got to take the diphtheria vaccine or this vaccine or that. I get it. No, That's, that, let me just not finish. I'll give not you a chance. Let me, let me finish. So there are always kinds of competing interests, and people could come down on different sides. Go ahead. I, I understand what you're saying completely, and I agree that getting a vaccine is a choice. Um, if I dyed my hair blue and wasn't hired for a job, then that's my own choice. Why is it that choosing to not get a vaccine does not preclude you from the choices the rest of society makes? If we as a society agree that you can transmit a deadly disease and you decide you don't want to, to me that tells me, okay, I don't want to be a part of society. I'm going to ride this out at home until I'm six. I'm fine with that decision. Would you endorse that? Yeah, people can do what they want. I agree with that. I, I even said to you, but you come into school, right, or a public place. Dennis says the same thing. Uh, I don't believe these vac- vaccines. The masks really work, but I wear the mask where you want me to wear the mask. I get it. Is I'm, there a reason you don't believe that? 
Yeah, because of the CDC and Fauci has been all over the place. Where what he said March of 2020, I think I got the month right. Masks don't do any good. Then it went to one mask. He even said at one point, I think said two is better, three is better. They've been all over the place. I don't know about you, and it's it's a very good call. Give me a chance, Alex. But the evidence has been all over. I've, I've, what's his name? Berenson. I think Tucker has him on a lot. Who used to write for the New York Times, no right wing paper, said the masks don't work. He says it emphatically. I don't know if he's right. But it's clear that there's dispute about whether – and by the way, you're very good, Alex. How do you feel about people that get to do what they want in their own car wearing a mask? Do you find that ludicrous at all? I'm sorry. I, I don't I, – I do find it ludicrous that people – I mean, I understand what you're saying, that sometimes it's hard to find accurate information, Mark. And yeah, I understand that's that true. people are busy. And yeah. you're busy, of course, too. But the fact is there's information out there. And I do understand that at one point Fauci said something, and then maybe he changed, and the CDC goes back and forth. But I think we can all be intellectually honest with ourselves and realize that sometimes science changes, sometimes we have more evidence, and that doesn't mean that we should throw out everything that's said. That means we should take a look at it with a critical eye, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think I am. I think I think if you if you're and you sound very good. I'm saying that twice now. So you're a good caller. Uh, and I used to have a show with two Democrats and two Republicans, and we kind of did this stuff very professionally. Think about those. The cloth masks are really in dispute because you can get things through there. It doesn't hold out the virus. I, I think that's pretty clear. Maybe the, what is it, the N95s, they may work better. And, you know, the nurses and doctors wear them sometimes, I guess, or all the time. But there's real dispute about the mask. So we can wear it. We don't need to wear it. Yeah, go ahead. Mark, respectfully, I don't think there's a real dispute. There's a distortion of facts and a rewriting of things, just like you're rewriting also January 6th. I am? And frankly, yes, absolutely. Uh, it's a different topic, it's, but you're good enough. Go ahead. Well, do, all, stay on the mask thing. I mean, I want to hear what you... I, actually, you're so good. What do you want to say about January 6th, that I got that wrong, too? Um, it's not so much that you got it wrong, but frankly, the, the, I find the lies that you're telling your listeners dangerous. Which one? I'm, I'm a Tell Jew. Yeah. You're a Jewish person. Yeah. Tell me which one. What did I say about January 6th that wasn't true? I'm sorry? What did I say about January 6th that wasn't true? I, I can list off quite a few things. Number one. Just list one or two. Huh? Factually, uh, factually untrue. Just the fact that you're calling them protesters shocks me. I mean, these are like, insurrectionists. That was a... That oh, was, they, they weren't trying to take listen, over the government. They're a bunch listen, of kooks. If... if if Black Lives Matter yeah. had stormed the Capitol, yeah. and I know this is the argument frequently, if Black Lives Matter had been there that day, they would have stormed the Capitol, too. You know what? Maybe I think they were there a little bit. I think you're going to think I'm crazy. I think they... Maybe they would have. They were involved a little bit. Did you, what did you think of Tucker's expose on FBI informants maybe being a part of this in some way? Ah. Yes, that's another good topic to bring up. That's factually inaccurate as well, because uh, it is illegal to list FBI informants. I guess we'll find out over a period of time. we got to go, Alex. But well, Mark, I, that's just a lie. Mark, that's just a lie. Alex, a Alex. You would have been a cop. Oh, jeez, we were doing so well at the end, you had to go there. Ah, I was going to so give him a compliment. 1A Prager, I wouldn't lie. Just say you disagree with me. I got my facts wrong. 1A Prager, 776, Mark Eisler. <laughs> For Dennis Prager, it's just so discouraging when they go that way. You're getting along. I didn't call him a liar. I just say we disagree. And at the very end, he's got to say uh, that's a lie. Oh, geez. Mark Hessler sitting in for Dennis Prager, 1A Prager, 776. It might even block a, a droplet.
Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Prager. And I'll call that a good call. I mean, you know, when, when you can have it professionally done, that's what I, people loved about my local show. Two Democrats, two Republicans almost every week. And we, you know what was amazing, William? I don't know if you knew this because William worked the show a lot. Sometimes, months later, people would come in and hug each other. And say, the Democrat and Republican say, how do you know each other? From your show, they had become friends. None of them hugged William. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, now he's picking because Morgan Brittany. I didn't say the guest. Oh, yeah, I did say the guest. Yeah, Morgan Brittany. Beautiful Morgan Brittany. She didn't hug him. Okay. Hold that against me, too. All right. A lot of great calls. Let's go to um, – and stay on because next hour I flow with the callers even though I'll change the topic a little bit. No, I'm going to do a lot of news stuff, so just stay on if I don't get to you. Robert in Marin uh, County, California. You're on with Mark. Hey, how's it going? Real well. Uh, yeah, so I've been listening for a while. You know, it's just interesting that um, I kind of caught that bit of that conversation about masks. And I just feel like uh, kinda, you kind of need to take a step back and look at the beginning and what the data we have, which we're talking about cases, if you, in fact, believe the number of cases and the number of deaths are being reported around the world, um, and the percentages of those based on those who, who have actually had COVID. And you really look at those numbers dropping, and then you kind of ask yourself, like, for example, in California, you know, right now it's saying 2% of all cases that had an outcome ended in death. And you're talking about the CDC saying, well, if you think it's COVID, call it COVID, right? And then you add in there the way that deaths are being reported, you've got to say, you know, plus the PCR tests aren't 100% accurate, but that percentage is probably even lower. But then you had California recently, I think a few months back, they took off the demographics of the age groups. And another piece of information that's really important is you don't know, you can find it on the CDC's website, but they talk about people with two or more pre-existing conditions. And then also people on medications that really, you know, lower your immune system. And if you take all that to consider someone of my age group, it's probably like 0.5% chance, you know, out of the closed cases that I would die if I were to get sick. Gotcha. We, we got to go, but I think you kind of made your point. Um, yeah, the, the, the deaths is the real question I care about, it, and it sounds like that's what Robert cared about also. Let me know what you think at 1-8-Prager-776, and we'll continue the news stories in this one too. Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show.